Friends, a podcast where two friends share tips and experiences from our own writing journeys. Hello and welcome back to the Aspiring Authors Podcast. Hello. How are you today, Lorna? <laughs> How am I today? Um, I'm all right. <laughs> Um, normally we say we've had a good week or a bad week um, with writing. This week has been pretty good for me. I yeah, I've spent a little. I've spent a bit of time going over editing. Um, still editing, but still enjoying it. So right now I'm talking to you from my car. I'm going to be honest. Uh, you might hear a car go past. Hopefully not. Um, I do live in a house with about 500 people, so it's trying to get some <laughs> space. Some alone time. Yes. Yeah, and it's not just that. It's, um, you know, I live in the city and there's just, like, noise around. And so it's it's proving hard to do this podcast at times. And then that's that's another thing is we're on different time zones, so you're always either morning, yes. if I'm nighttime, I'm nighttime, you're, uh, yeah, the other way around. Um, so that's been tricky too. How, how about you? How's your week going and how are you? I'm good overall. Um, this week is like a special pop-up one because we're just talking about um, writer's block, writing in the current climate at the moment with all the mentalness that's happening with this virus and everything. And so you do get being in lockdown and trying to find space and to ride, especially when you've got a little one and everything. And I'm generally, I'm a, I'm a good nester. I, I'm a hermit. I like staying in and riding and creating a little nest around me and, and everything. But there is gets to a point where you need... I need even more alone time <laughs> to space to myself. Um, yeah, but this week, writing-wise, it's been good. I've finally, yesterday, finished the edit on my um, my book, my first book. So I've sent it out to a couple of beta readers. So I've decided to do that just to kind of put it out there whilst I work on pitching it and then I'll work on book two so um yeah so overall I feel pretty good I've just been kind of editing non-stop this week trying to find time on top of trying to work from home and entertain a little toddler and the mayhem and yeah so generally I think for me though the writing has kept me sane if that makes sense I've kind of the ultimate escape is just in my own little world, in the one that I've created, and I can do it, touch base with these characters, and especially writing historical fiction, it's literally a whole different world that I can just go, okay, um, I'm just gonna get lost. I'm gonna. I've been waking up about four a.m., which is just mental, yeah. and just kind of writing for a couple of hours and just going for it and it's just been when the mornings I've done that even though I'm knackered by the evening I feel so much better because I've had that time to myself I've had that peace and quiet and I've just immersed myself in my 
my writing and my world and the rest of the day can just become its own little chaos and I'm good because I've had that time so yeah we we all do need time to escape and that's kind of with this episode as we said it's it's like a bonus episode in some ways because I think it's going to be the only time that we're going to talk about this um virus that's sweeping the world at the yeah, moment. Yeah, we're just addressing it. Yeah, because we don't really want we don't really want um to be talking about this on on you know, you guys are probably hearing this everywhere. So we all need to escape it and we want you guys to feel like you can come here and have a nice chat with us and just um catching up on writing news. And without having to hear that, but we kind of need to address it, don't we? At least once. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it is so extreme. And look at the positive side of it at the moment. Yeah. I mean, it's time with your families and your loved ones twenty four seven, which is a massive positive. But it's also the amount that people are starting to become creative, mm. being at this time at home and thinking outside the box and how the gift of writing allows you to truly escape as well yeah so it's not just we're talking about the doom and gloom of the virus no no we won't we won't but um it's more about the positive side of having this time to be creative especially if you are spending a lot of time at home. You're not an amazing key worker who's out there on the front line. Um, but you've got this time and you're a writer. It's just grab it with both hands and just immerse yourself in a whole different world that's either a happy rom-com or a horror or <laughs> a historical fiction. Just distraction. Or fantasy. Truly escape. Take you, take you out of this strange world that we're in now and just plunge you into something where you want to be or yeah for me um what what kind of books are you reading at the moment Haley? I've downloaded a few good feel good um novels on my kindle so that's what I'm reading at the moment um I'm reading to be honest I'm reading um a non-fiction book about pitching which we'll Mm. talk about in a future episode so um, I'm reading that at the moment. I'm kind of just immersing myself in the whole process of writing. But if it's a fiction book, then I'm kind of just getting myself lost in historical stuff. The stuff that I like, that's a whole different, takes me out of this time and place. Um uh, Once Upon a River. But I'm also looking for a new one to write. I might get um a new one to write not a new one to write sorry i got distracted i'm <laughs> um, looking for a new one to read so i might pick up a light-hearted book as well i mean that's a thing as well we'll talk about is um the joy of kindle and ebooks mm, yes and how accessible that is at the moment exactly you don't have to be um reading all the bookshops or charity shops wherever you get your books at the moment because generally they're closed yes um but apart from over here it is it is a little different over in Australia as I speak now um we're a bit more delayed like having said that I'm still going into work and so is my partner um and we know quite a few people just 
going into work, but you've got to be taking the precautions and washing your hands and um, keeping your distance and staying inside if you if you can. Um, but nothing is enforced yet. And yeah, it's a bit more relaxed over here compared to um, other countries. So um, yeah, it's strange because I'm when I talk to you and you're telling me what's going on over there in the UK, um, I feel like I should just be staying inside. <laughs> but <laughs> technically I'm working, so I can't really do that. So it's strange. Just limbo. I'm waiting. I'm just waiting for to catch up. To be told. <laughs> yeah, waiting to catch up. Exactly. That's the thing, isn't it? It's the wave effect of this virus is having across the whole world that it. You're looking at it in a couple of weeks ahead. What's about to hit you and stuff, and everyone's talked keeps talking about that progress. And so I think it gives puts you in this anxiety limbo state that you're waiting yeah. for things to happen. You're waiting for the next stage. You're waiting for the next amount of information to come, to be told you can do this and that. And you're preempting the extreme measures that the government's going to enforce on you. And so it puts this anxiety, I think, generally on the public, whether or not they've experienced it before. So I think that's the, the joys of books, is that you can truly truly escape either when you're writing them or you're reading them you're immersed in a whole different world that film and tv is amazing and um yeah we're kind of watching disney non-stop to be honest in this household which is truly feel good <laughs> um but i think it's good to kind of just stop and pause and have peace and quiet not having a screen on and just kind of reading and getting your brain working or just writing if you wake up at 4 a.m. when your house is quiet um, and just kind of, yeah, there's something truly escapism about books, I think, that even TV and film don't do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're um, they're amazing. But, yeah, with T, I just can't... I, I'm finding myself getting weary watching so much TV. <laughs> um, and I think I'm almost exhausted um, Netflix. I haven't even gone into self-isolation yet and I'm already gone through all the, yeah, all the Netflix films. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but the thing out of this time, what do you reckon, Hayley? I think there'll be a lot of writers coming out of this. Yeah, that is a um, this conversation on Facebook and Twitter at the moment that a lot of people who've needed that time to actually write and maybe finding time to write, which is amazing, and that's what we're promoting on this podcast is that if you have time to write, go for it and do that. But the reality and the consequences of that is that either this time next year there's going to be the market's going to be flooded with it. Or at the end of this year, there's going to be ebooks flooded out if people would try to go the self-publishing way. Um, so it's whether or not, as a current writer, if it's a positive or a negative with 
trying to get your voice heard, trying to get your book heard because suddenly there's a lot more competition. So there's a massive positive um, contribution to it, which is just getting people to write and tell stories. But it's also you're increasing your competition and trying to get yourself heard. And if you do have an ebook, then suddenly, how do you make yours stand out against everyone else in the crowd if the whole market's flooded with it? I am seeing a lot more agents asking for submissions at the moment because they're based, they're working from home and they're working through their slush pile a lot faster. And so they're asking for submissions, and which is why I kind of fast tracked and focused on my editing at the moment. Because I'm not, you're, you're looking at the, the, agents i am thinking i might just self-publish i i'm very tempted to just go down self-publishing and do it soon um so you can be one of the feel goods <laughs> yeah and just just to see if there's any market there um because there's that's what i'm reading right now because that's what i want yeah that's what a lot of agents want as well I just, um, I think I have a bad taste in my mouth about agents, if any, if any are listening. Um, but often I've heard so many people go down self-publishing route and they, they do well. And this is after they've submitted to agents forever and no one's interested and they're like, screw it, I'm just going to publish this myself. And they get an outstanding number of people buying um, their books. And it's only then that the agents then come to them saying, oh, um, yeah, we'd like to offer you a book deal because we see that you're doing well. People are buying your work. I feel like that I'm just going to go down that route. I don't know if I'm going to go down an agent route, although I could change my mind in weeks. I'm very up and down all the time. I think the problem um, with agency is that it is down to their preference. It's whether or not they like your book so you're kind of designing it around a certain reader and writing your book and that's sometimes a tricky point if you put it out there yourself and self-publish you're opening yourself to a vast audience to pick up your book and at the end of the day that's what you want to do is that when you do get published either traditional or self-published you're putting your book out there for people to love well and and it's a vast audience so the odds hopefully are in your favor but if you're doing it through an agent to begin with, it is very much down their opinion and whether or not they like it, whether or not they're looking for that kind of book at the moment, if they like your writing style. So it's very personalized, I think, with going down an agent route. And it is tricky because one agent might like one thing, one agent might like another. And I think that's why you put it out to like 20, 30, 50 agents, because hopefully one of them might like your style. Mine is historical suspense with a romantic side, but um, it's not particularly feel good. It's quite a dark period drama. So would mine actually get picked up at the moment? Would they want to read mine if mine's not hitting the criteria? So it's very kind of debatable whether or not they'll actually listen and take it up. And so should I go down the self-publishing route because it's n mine won't be hitting the market that they're looking for at the moment, so should I bother or not? And so it's qu quite hard that way. So... Uh so 
has this affected your writing then with what's going on? You you seem to be even you seem to be thriving right now with your writing. Very focused <laughs> and this seems to be not an issue at the moment that there's uh, <laughs> that you have to stay inside. You really like staying inside. So this is you could you're actually in your element. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna, if we're gonna make this into a positive thing. <laughs> yeah. It's I know there is a lot of chaos outside and there is a lot of anxiety mm. and there is a lot of issues. But personally for me, I kinda am in my element because um I've got a lot more flexibility. I can focus my time on some writing alongside family time. And we live rural at the moment. So we've got the countryside on our doorstep. We, at the moment where we're staying, it's a big garden. So we, it is, it's a beautiful place and we've got the isolation that we need. Um, and we have had, it hasn't been easy because our household has actually had coronavirus, so we've had to really self-isolate. My daughter had it, and then my partner had it, and it was pretty damn bad, and I think if anyone has got underlying health issues, I can see where the issues arise. So we're trying to have time for writing around all that by looking after two sick people. It has been hard, but I think that's why I've grabbed onto writing so much, because that's me time, that's my alone time. So I think for me personally, I have just kind of grabbed it with both hands and used this opportunity to get my book out there one way or another, to finish it, to move on, to embrace this time for writing and just use it as a positive time along the chaos. How are you? How have you been getting on with your writing amongst everything that's happening um i think i could be a lot better it's um like i over this weekend um i'm speaking to you on a sunday i have not done any writing and i thought i would because i've got nothing else on this weekend well just little little jobs that you you know little tasks that you do with your weekends type cleaning and all that fun stuff um catching up on things um but I'm not as good as I should be and this might be because it's now turning into autumn in Australia which is so crazy the clocks went back last night um and it's getting a bit dark, which, you know, I do like staying inside and, you know, writing. And I do like having hot cups of hot chocolate and um, looking outside and seeing the, the crisp autumn. I do. I absolutely adore autumn, but I like autumn when it's dry. Actually, remarkably, in Melbourne, it's been raining for the, for quite a number of days now, or it feels like it. So it's been hard to go outside. And then, you know, you can't be really just going outside willy-nilly anyway because everyone's got to, you know, self-isolate in a way over here. So I've just been darting out for a walk in the rain and then coming back and just, I've, I'm, a, I'm 
actually not great with writing. Even though I said I was okay earlier, um, I've not got that motivation right now. And I'm thinking it's just changing with the seasons. Maybe not necessarily what's going on. I feel like I'm going to get quite a lot of dates though coming soon when I will be told not to go into work and, you know, just like everyone else, need to stay at, at home, which which is fine. So, yeah, as I said, I'm still I'm just waiting on that. And I feel like once that happens, I will be able to write more. But, yeah, I'm not good at staying in all the time. Um, so I need no, you to... you do like to get out and about. ...work on that. Yeah. I love getting out and then having a big walk and getting really refreshed and then going in and then writing. I love that. And especially, I do... I am missing um, the country and I'm missing the highlands because I'm living in a city now. And... I am missing the seasons that living in the Highlands or, um, you know, you can go out and you can walk and it can be a horrible day, but it's still really beautiful and refreshing and you don't really see anybody. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, it is beautiful here, but it's different. When the weather's kind of crap in a city, it's just not really as charming. Uh, I sound so privileged. Oh, my God. Um, you know, there's so much crap going on right now and I should really stop whinging. I'll get over it. <laughs> it <laughs> I'll get over it. We've talked about um, writing routine in past podcast. I think it was episode five. Um, but in this day and age now, and we were talking about... Um, if you had a day off, how do you routine it and do you waste time? Um, because you've got all the time, so you waste it and you're actually not as productive if you've got a whole day off. So in this kind of, at the moment when people have got tons of time, how do you create a new routine? If you're working from mm. home or if you've got all the time in the world, how do you then prioritise and create a routine to get you through the day and through the writing? Yes, I think you do. You do need a routine. You need to wake up at a reasonable time. Okay, the first few days, you know, you can just, I, th I think, slob around. Just get, get used to it. Maybe just everyone has been, everyone just lives such hectic lives and they're probably in some ways kind of relieved not to be working um, initially so that they can just catch up on sleep and rest. Rest is so important. Um, but get that out of your system for the first few days and then you're right. You do need to make some type of routine that works for you. And it's hard to say what that should be because we're all different. Like us two, we're very different. Generally, um, I've got all the time that I could be writing, but the problem is I've got, I'm sharing this small cottage with my partner and my daughter so you don't actually have as much time so I'm still kind of sticking to my very early morning routine I mean the past couple of days it's been 4 a.m <laughs> I've been waking up for some odd reason um and writing um so I'm still kind of sticking to my early morning because even if say like on my weekends it's the same as what we're doing now so I don't have 
as much space and quiet to actually write and I need that when I'm writing so I'm still sticking with my early mornings to actually write and then if I want to do any catch-ups or admin or promote promo with the podcast or anything like that I can just do that during the day while looking after my daughter um but yeah I think still for me to have that quiet time I need to wake up early so it's having that discipline to still do that and to prioritize it really I think for my insanity Mm. um I would suggest a thing for people to do is switch off the TV, maybe maybe not every night, but I think I'm going to do this. It just came to me now. Because, say at night time, when you've put your little one to bed, do you just sit in front of the TV then? And then that's it. It depends. If I've woken up at 4am to write, um, then by the time she's gone to bed then I sometimes my brain is exhausted and mush that I do put the TV on and then I fall asleep and then I set my alarm or my body has suddenly weirdly automatically wake me up at that time and so my productive time is crazy o'clock in the morning so by the time I, the evening comes around I am mush apart from sometimes if I've missed the morning if my body's just forced me to sleep through until she wakes up then um and she's refusing nap time during the day now um then she goes to bed at a reasonable time and I have actually done a bit more extra writing or editing in the evening for an hour or two hours and being productive that way so it depends on my body clock and what it's kind of determining really what would you do well, I think it's not necessarily um, at night finding the time to write as well. If you can, that's great. But I'm just thinking for your own health, mental health, I think having the TV on as much, because we have it on quite a lot. And if I'm not watching something, then my partner's got something on. And it, just having it on all the time I think it's just something about it it's draining it just disrupts my head so I'm going to suggest to him um maybe two days off a week um not like completely no no tv but say we we switch off about seven o'clock and just then have music have your glass of wine maybe read just be in a nice calm headspace if you wanted to write then you could write but I just find what television is just very consuming and distracting and especially when you keep hearing news and it's just oh just you know makes you anxious I don't know I'm gonna try that and see if that makes me feel a bit more happier um because at night I always read before I go to bed but now it's getting later and later that the TV goes off before I read. Yeah. I just think that time to unwind. Gosh, can you imagine back in the day when people didn't have a TV and... They read. They would Listen to just music. be... Chilled. Knitting yeah. and reading and... That's... that Actually, I woke up this morning. I, it's so weird. I woke up this morning and thought, 
I need to knit. I need to get into knitting. I will teach you how to knit, Han. <laughs> I know, I should. You should. Um, I need. I just had this image of a really lovely, thick, um, chunky woolen scarf, grey, and um, I was like, oh, I'd love to knit one. So, yes, maybe while this time is happening. Uh, but I encourage people to do all that if they're, you know, they have to stay inside. <laughs> to be trying other creative things. Yeah, like baking and sewing and drawing. Creativity is having a massive boom that if I, once a week when I go um, out to the shops now that we're out of isolation and everything, um, all the creativity stuff for children, and my daughter's massively creative, um, it's all gone. So you have to kind of order offline now. Um, but yeah, um, the crafts and stuff, I'm having a massive comeback. And, and I've seen um, people using Skype um, a lot more. Older generations are starting to use Skype because they can't see the grandkids. And so they're teaching them how to bake using Skype. And people are baking cakes and sharing That's that. Nice. So I think, yeah, um, doing crafts, knitting's on a rise. I love knitting and crocheting I am actually an old lady believe it or not I'm 80 years old and I bake I knit I write I read um I did some baking there and I feel so much better it does it chills your head um, uh, sorry, I've got another shameless plug because we're talking about that. I have actually wrote a blog about how to make the most of your self-isolation. And so it's tips that I'm giving people, even though I'm technically not in full self-isolation at the moment over here in Australia. This is These are things I thought I'm going to try. So I've suggested that to people. Um, yes, so where can they find that? And creativity. It's, it's all in there. Uh, lornagillis.com and it's under my blog under that website so check it out um, guys it is beautiful writing and information i don't mean to do that i do that quite often now hey, oh, it's well. all good <laughs> <laughs> also so during this time of um craziness um people are also finding if they've got anxiety too much um it can create a sort of form of writer's block as well um, I mean, like mm-hmm. what you were saying with the change of the seasons and um, bringing about thoughts of home and the highlands and stuff has created a form of writing block for you. So what would you mm. recommend then for people who are facing a writing block during this time or any other time, really, and how you kind of break through it? Okay, so I have, I have had this... Um, not to the extreme that I just can't write anymore, but with the the book that I'm editing now, I had a scene with the two characters, the two main characters, and I wanted the the incident to draw them a bit closer and for them to share a bond and to have a bit of fun. Um... So I knew I wanted to do that. And the scene that I had, I started writing it. And there was just, I, I was like, this is crap. Nothing's coming. I just, I just can't see this. It's not, it's very boring. It was a boat trip I was doing. Um, and it just didn't, 
it just wasn't coming freely. And so I stopped and I put it away for a few days and I thought, right, I'll just, I'll come back to that. I'll just get, maybe I just need a bit, bit of a break from this story. So I'll just give myself a few days. And I did, and I still didn't have anything after those few days, um, which was making me a bit worried. But I knew where I was wanting the story to go. So then I just thought, okay, that's fine. I wrote a little blurb of, I want some incident to happen to, between these people that draw them a bit uh, closer. That's it. And then I just went on to the next part of where I wanted to start start um, again. So um, I just continued on, just kind of thought, okay, I'll come back to that some stage and I'll just keep going. And now, while I'm editing, I forgot I did that. So I'm gone and I'm now reached that point a few days ago. I've reached that point of the incident and what I was thinking or... Actually, no, I didn't say what I was thinking. I was just saying, get an incident and make it happen. Um, but by the time I've read it all now, now I know what the incident will be. And so now, so I just wrote it the other day. I feel really good about that, that I just left it. I just let good. it kind of simmer and I wasn't thinking about it until I was like, oh, crap, that's right. Oh, okay, so I've got to write in something now. Um, but by the time I've read through it, doing this editing it's just it's come to me what the incident will be and I recommend that it's long-winded but I recommend that for people just don't be hard on yourselves take us take a short break if you can just do something else and if it's still not coming to you if you can if you know what maybe the next part is going to be just bypass it and just come back to it write a few notes of what you were wanting to do if, if you know that much, if not, just bypass it and then come back to it. Because I just think that if I had just stopped, then I don't know when I would have come back to it. Um, yes, that's my tip. What's yours? Yeah, um, I have to, I mean, I hear a lot on other podcasts and other writings and articles and stuff that some people say, just write through uh, writer's block. Just keep writing and you'll soon work your way out of it. And I get that. But the problem is when I face a writing block, my mind goes blank. And yeah. so trying to write my way out of it, my head just kind of gets stewed up even more. So I think I completely get what you were saying, that you kind of take a moment, step back, and let your subconscious just kind of process it and go through it and sometimes rereading what you've written sometimes helps to inspire the next step um I always say go back to your if you're a plotter go back to your notes your plotting notes and see what you're building up to what your characters need or what you've maybe missed out um, from the story that you need to add why are you facing a writing block right now what's wrong with the story and what do you need to do next um, and try and imagine it but I faced a massive writing block um, of about a year and a half and I stopped I got to the point where I was so immersed with my first book and with the editing process I was going round and round and round in circles and I couldn't find a way out of it so I decided to distance myself from it but I took too long 
um, <laughs> a year and a half, um, and I stopped. I stopped writing. I was writing blogs instead, but to do with my story and my novel, I just kind of stepped back from it. Um, and I think I re- when I did come back to it, after you kind of started kicking me up the arse, to start writing my novel again um, I saw it with such different perspective it was unbelievable and so I kind of whole rejiggled it re-edited it and I think also my writing had developed and changed from it that um, I was still learning as a writer as um, and I was doing blogs and reading and looking at this that and the other and I also started studying how to write better and how to plot better that I was able to come out with a whole different angle and the book I have now is in a way completely different from the book I stepped away from. So it did help and I'm so grateful I came back to it and you kicked me up the ass to do so. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's also been keep me inspiring. I don't think you should stop, stop um, like I do because sometimes you never go back to it but yeah I think it's also finding stuff that inspires you I mean if you're writing rom-coms maybe write read watch a couple of rom-coms or read a couple of rom-com books if you're doing fantasy the same if you're doing historical the same I mean if I sometimes get stuck and I can't I think I talked about this in a, a previous podcast is that I like to imagine it in my head the characters are very real that it's almost like a film show in my head and I have to picture them and they kind of take over and I describe and write what I see in my mind's eye so if I can't see it in my mind's eye the characters and how they're interacting then I sometimes struggle so if I read something I'm able to picture it's that beautiful kind of writing I can that inspires me and it gets my head going oh okay right this has just triggered a whole different idea and I can go back to it but also I like to watch certain historical dramas or period dramas that I kind of watch it switch off my brain but allow my subconscious to keep working and I start to analyze it a little bit more and then it kind of inspires me to kind of just take a break a step back like you're saying and then just go oh okay right I'm gonna wake myself up early in the morning and then I'm gonna conquer this bit of writing this chapter and everything and just go for it and sometimes though you kind of do need to just write get it out there that's what the editing process is and then we jiggle it afterwards and then get on to the next step as well so yeah, mine's a whole jumble of different advices. It and, is. But I think at the end of the day, you kind of just need to try what works best for you. As a writer, you have your own kind of quirks, your own routine or your own way of facing it and just kind of, I think it's trial and error and just see what works best for your mind's eye really. It is um, totally true. I was like you as well with... with um the first book I was writing, I started writing it here in Australia years ago and then I got to like the midpoint and also moved back to Scotland. And from then I just didn't go, I didn't write and it was years until I went back to it. I think, yeah, I don't know how I went back to it, to be honest. Um... Oh, and the, th- the thing was, I was just writing, 
I was like, I, I, I'm just going to go and see, just go with the flow and see where this story takes me. This is what I kind of want to write about and let's just see where it goes. And I think that's what didn't work for me, like what you were saying, that um, people go back to what their, their post-its go back to their plot points and um, the acts. So I didn't have any of that. And then when I went back to it, I was like, oh, okay, um, yeah, maybe I need to sort this out properly. What do I want to do with the story? Um, with your advice on the Save the Cat, that's what helped me get through that book. So yeah, be because I think that that is what I'm supposed to be. I'm a plotter, but I was just winging it and acting like a, a pantser. It's hard to say what's the right tip to give people because we're all different and it's a learning curve. But just if you if you started something, just try to get back to it because. Your, that's your interest is there. If you started writing a book, you know, you had an interest. So just go back to it, get better with time, keep practicing, keep at it. And um, who knows what might come of it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes people stop because um, maybe sometimes the story isn't quite strong enough, the hook and everything isn't quite there or... They haven't quite worked on the development of the characters. So the story itself kind of fizzles out. But I think that's the difference if you're a panzer or a plotter. If you're a panzer, you're kind of winging you're going with the story and seeing how it develops. But if you're a plotter, really plot out the story beforehand and work out your characters and their arcs and where they're going and the story and the inciting incident and then the midpoint and the all is lost moment and the beats and stuff if that's what you work on and I think once you have you've plotted the story and you see the strength in it and if you see any plot holes and you kind of fill those in then it helps you to keep you on the path so it's less likely that you'll fizzle out with the story but I think it's yeah I think if it, if you're really kind of struggling to get the story developed or anything like that then I think you, that's a point where you need to address is that how you how you're covering all the points and how you're looking at the character are they strong enough is the story itself strong enough to keep you engaged because if it's not keeping you engaged it ain't gonna keep a reader engaged so I think you really kind of need to look back at the drawing board and assess your, the situation you're in and the story that you have. And your main protagonist, are they actually struggling enough? What do they want to achieve? What are their wants, desires, needs? All that jazz and everything and just readdress it. So I think it's why you're facing a writing block, whether or not you're overwhelmed with the story, like nonstop, like I was originally, or if there's actually an issue with the story that you need to address before you can move forward. I didn't really know what I want, how I wanted things to end, or yeah, yeah where where they were gonna go. I didn't really, yeah, I hadn't thought of it. I just thought, oh, I'm gonna start writing a book, <laughs> and then <laughs> landed on my face. But also, it was changing because I was in Melbourne, and I was romanticising Scotland which I'm doing all, all over again as we speak now um, 
but yeah, I was missing home, so I was writing about it. But then when I went back, I was immersed in it all, so I didn't really want to write about it. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, oh, I'm here now, oh well. Um, no, it's different, it's different. Um, but yes, I think it was just weak and it needed direction. Um, but thankfully, I got back to it and now it's with an editor person um, checking it over. So, yeah, we shall see. Okay, um, so my recommendation this week is a film. Hey. Now, it doesn't always have to be podcasts or videos or, you know, it can be anything we want to recommend. And um, this week, I'm recommending a film called Not Another Happy Ending, which is a Scottish film starring Karen Gillan. Is it Gillan or Gillan? I would say Gillan, but I don't know. Um, so it's a little indie film about a writer who is in Glasgow and she wrote a novel that she got published to her utter disbelief that um, it was all going well and she was winning awards and she started developing a good, good close relationship with her publisher, man, handsome man friend and then... She's doing her second novel and it's all good. And then she hits a wall and it's basically she's getting she's got writer's block. And then we find out what's going on in her head because she sees this character from her novel that she's writing. And it's like she's haunting her saying, come on, where's my story? And she's also got feelings for her publisher. It's just such a lovely film. Um, so I thought it was kind of fitting for this subject and, um, yeah, so about writer's block and I just really recommend it. It's such, it's a feel good and it's funny. She's great. I like that actress and it's a Scottish film. There's hardly any of them. <laughs> <laughs> so that's mine. Do you have any recommendations, Hayley? I think I would just kind of reinforce what we're talking about I think whatever kind of genre that you're writing your book in kind of immerse yourself in that area so my recommendations would be I write historical so I would then watch something or read something that's historical so my recommendation isn't particularly one podcast or any or article or YouTube video because you can google them and everyone kind of gives you advice on just how to write and structure and everything um but mine would just be recommendation personally to you is just become inspired in the genre that you're writing so I think it's like you're writing um women's fiction and romantic film um romantic books that you just kind of watch a couple of feel-good rom-coms and kind of gets your head going and mine's historical but if you write fantasy or crime and everything watch a documentary get your head kind of out 
of the book, get your subconscious going and just take a step back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can find us on Facebook. We have a new page up there and it's Aspiring Authors Podcast. And I'm going to put in the recommendation of the film. I'm going to put pop that up um, so you can see it there. So you can see the link. And um, yeah, so if you aren't on Twitter, we're over on Facebook as well. And we're on yeah. Twitter as well. At Aspiring Author Pod, or find us on Twitter. You can um, tweet us, send us a message, tell us what you think of the podcast. And if you have any questions, send it our way. We're happy to answer it on the podcast. Okay, well, we'll, we'll chat again. And thanks for listening. Next week, we're not going to talk about the virus. <laughs> so, yeah, stay safe, guys. Stay inside. Enjoy this time and escape into a whole different world. (laughs) Mm. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to Aspiring Authors. You can find us on Twitter at Aspiring Authors Pod. Credit goes to Josh Woodward for our theme music.